Welcome to the pre-post film review. I'm Matt Stevenson. And I'm John Asquith. So the idea behind the pre-post film review is that um, we have two segments. Um, the first is a trailer analysis and impressions, and we record that when um, the trailer is released, um, and that's usually a few months before or even a year before the film. Um, and then we come back uh, into the studio however many months later, and um, once we've seen the film and record our uh, thoughts and reviews and sort of compare to what uh, our expectations were from the trailer. So this episode we're going to be talking about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the new uh, film in the Apes series. Mm. Um, so the first part of the podcast will be John and I chatting about the trailer when that was released. Um, that'll be spoiler free, so feel free to listen to that even if you haven't seen the film. Uh, then we'll jump forward to just after we've seen the film itself, um, and John and I will be back in the studio chatting about how we think the film lived up to our expectations. Mm-hmm. And that'll be chock full of spoilers, so yes. don't listen to that until you've seen the film. Yep. We've been through hell together. We spent four years. Four years fighting that virus and then another four fighting each other. It was chaos. But you, you all know what we're up against. Okay, Matt, we're in here today to talk about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We are. Just watched the trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um... I'm super excited for this, actually. This is probably my most anticipated sort of big budget mm. blockbuster of the season. Um, and the trailer's only kind of reaffirmed that. I think the trailer looks friggin' amazing. Um, uh, this is basically just going to be me gushing over it. I think it looks great. <laughs> I think visually it looks incredible, the sort of dilapidated cities and the, the weird sort of fortress that they have in the, in the forest looks great. CGI looks friggin' incredible. Um, mm-hmm. You got Andy Circus again as the lead, and he's yep. just a master at motion capture. So yep. that'll no doubt be incredible. Um, I think the thing that's most exciting about this is that it seems like it's a rare blockbuster that is super thematically rich. Like it's interesting mm. in terms of. The, the subject matter that it deals with it's not about explosions and it's not about yep. robots punching aliens yeah you know it's it's about society and it has a lot of things to say it feels like yeah absolutely continuing in the tradition of most of their planet of the apes films yeah. i guess and, and following on from the uh first one uh, rise, rise of, the of the planet of the yep. apes uh which yeah was the same thing obviously where Mm. Yeah, you get some great action, but yeah, it, there's actually some stu- substance there as well. I think that's what was great about the first one. What was so surprising about that was that, you know, no one thought that, or at least I didn't think, a remake of the cheesy old Planet of the Apes film would be any good, and then it, or prequel, I should say. But it turned out to be one of the most interesting and sort of thought provoking films of that year. Mm. And this looks like it's continuing on that tradition yeah yes yep totally um how did you feel about the trailer john uh yeah look i agree um i really like the planet of the apes the original film Mm -hmm. like it's one of my favorite really old sort of sci-fi films yeah it's um you know if you can get past the some of the makeup (laughs) effects dodgy makeup yeah yeah i mean you know for the time it was 
quite good and I mm. think it won an Oscar for best makeup and stuff I think or it was at least nominated yep. um, uh, yeah so I, and I really love that and you know that set the precedent for uh, these sort of action films that have something to say mm. um, and uh, yeah I still get chills watching that the big reveal at the end of that yeah. film and uh, but yeah I didn't have high hopes for Rise of the Planet of the Apes no, I, I don't thought, think anyone did yeah just a they're just cashing in on the franchise. It won't be good. Uh, and yeah, we loved it. I thought it was amazing. And so, yeah, I'm really excited for this one as well. Um, you've kind of said <coughs> pretty much everything that I'm... Oh, I'm getting all emotional. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've kind of said everything, yeah, that I was uh, thinking as well. Um, it looks amazing visually. Um, it seems to hint at some great story developments. Yep. I really like these glimpses we're getting at Caesar where he has evolved a bit more, but he's still kind of speaking in broken English. Yeah, I love that as well. he's not yeah. suddenly like, all right, troops. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, definitely. It's It hasn't jumped forward that much, really. Yep. You know, uh, I, I don't actually know the official timeline, but it's like a few years or something mm. ahead from the first one. Um, in terms of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, Matt Reeves directing. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think... Uh, that's really cool. You know, he hasn't done a lot of feature work, but what he has done is pretty solid. Yeah. I think, like, Cloverfield, we both Yeah, I love Cloverfield. Big fans I think of. it's, um, yeah, very underrated film. Yeah, yep, I love that. Um, Let Me In, which was a remake that didn't need to exist, but yeah. if, if you're going to do it, like, he did a good job, Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's a, a very good, yeah, remake that never should have happened in yeah. the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess the only thing that I would... I uh, have a little bit of a problem with was the trailer again revealing a little bit too much in terms of plot. I don't think it's too yeah. bad, but yeah. you kind of get a pretty sort of broad idea of what the whole the sort of arc of the film will be do. from yeah. the trailer, that's which right. I guess is inevitable in a way. But yeah, hopefully there's some surprises. Yeah, that's hidden right. in there somewhere. Yeah, and I'm hoping too that um, you know the climax is uh, more emotional than what the trailer's suggesting, which is two sort of armies running mm, at each other. Uh, like yeah. I'm really over that imagery now yeah. of, you know, ever since Lord of the Rings, every Hollywood film's been trying to sort of mirror that. Um, yeah, very optimistic. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, don't, I'm, I don't feel like it's going to let me down, but who knows? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I've, yeah, I'm not cautiously optimistic about this. I think no. it is definitely going to live up to... Yeah our high hopes yes I think it would be very disappointing if it doesn't yep looking forward to it definitely Caesar looking forward (laughs) I need to speak to Caesar and I want you to know it's not just about power it's about giving us the hope to rebuild and reclaim the world we lost. Okay, here we are, sitting in the studio, Yep, my friend Matthew. That's right. And we saw um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes last night. We did. Before we recording this. We did see it together, and we haven't spoken about the movie since. No. So I'm very eager to hear... I've got an idea what you think, but uh, yeah, tell me what you thought overall of uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, well, I had 
pretty high expectations going into this one. I think we talked about that in our trailer review. This, I think I said this was my most anticipated sort of big bu- big budget blockbuster of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopes were high going in. And I think uh, overall it, it met my expectations. I was really yep. pleased with this film. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it, it delivered exactly what I wanted it to deliver in terms of... Um, big themes and more interesting blockbuster filmmaking. Uh, visually, I thought it looked amazing. Um, I did have some minor problems with it. It wasn't perfect, hmm. um, but I think we can probably go into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, overall, I really liked it. Um, uh, I was impressed. It felt fresh and unique and really built on the world that was created by the first one, I think. So overall, a, a big thumbs up. Hmm. Um, what about you, John? Yeah, I loved it as well. Mm-hmm. I was uh, blown away uh, for most of it by how good it mm. was, you know. And I, I had high hopes as well, but um, it it pretty much exceeded, you know, what I was hoping out of the film. Yeah, wow. um, the, yeah I had a, a few issues, which, as you said, we'll get to later, um, towards the end of the movie. Yep. But um, overall, I thought, you know, this is exactly what I want out of a... Um, a summer blockbuster Hollywood film. Like I totally it, agree. It delivers on the spectacle, on the visuals, um, and there's also emotional weight and, you know, some nice thematic stuff going on. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just, like, from start to finish, I was totally in the movie and, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved it. So I guess probably the most obvious thing to talk about off the bat are the visuals or the, mm. the CGI. Holy shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, can we get any better than this? Like, this yeah, is... I don't know. You know, everyone says that at yeah, true. the period That's they're true. in, but it's so hard to imagine this looking much better. Just wow, yeah. Like, it is incredible. And, y- y- like, so much of the movie, what you're looking at is fake yeah. Not there at all, you know. But like, I, I had to keep telling myself that during the film a lot of the time. Yeah. Because you'd forget or that it would just be, I would be in constant amazement at how incredible it all looked. Yeah. So, you know, just in terms of photo reel, but also this, the, um, the, the motion capture technology has yep. gone to this new level of, of subtlety and stuff. And then, uh, you know, they get animators to do little tweaks on top and they've just perfected that process now, I think. Yep. like. For, for characters that speak in broken English and a lot of what they're thinking is sort of internal and you're reading, you're just looking at their eyes most of the time to see, like, how they're feeling. That's actually, that's it's such a good point. so impressive, you know. Um, the big One of the big differences um, with motion capture this time around, like, they, all the apes were on set all the time. There, I think there was yep. not much done later in, a, in like, a mocap studio. I love uh, that. And you can tell, like, um, yeah. yeah, that there is a physical thing there. And so they're on the set and they're, I guess that's why it looks great because they're interacting with the mud and yeah, definitely. Or the, le- uh, the foliage and I almost said leavage then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, even, yeah. uh, not to harp on about the CGI, but just things like the little details, like the fur, the way it all mm. looks when it gets wet. And there's oh, a scene yeah. early on where it's like lightly raining and there's just like yeah. tiny little hairs that you can see the drops hitting them. It's yeah. just, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, no, it is. And it's the sort of movie where it it's all in service of yeah. the story and the characters. And it 
it's showing off, but it's also not. You know what I mean? Like it's so, it's so technically proficient, but it's backed up by this great, for the most part, great storyline yeah, that I, agree. I love talking about it in this case. And then, you know, on on the other hand, you have something like a Transformers film where everyone's like, yeah, the robots look cool though, and it's like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, they do technically. Yeah, but well, well actually. You know, there's a whole other thing we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I know but from a mean. computer yeah. standpoint, yes, they look good, but yeah. I don't care. There's nothing else there; it's just vacuous. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That very first shot when it opened with him in the war paint, mm. really close up on his eyes, um, that I knew that I was gonna love the film. Yeah, because, yeah, me too. Because for one, I, that was such a key shot of the trailer, and I was a hundred percent sure that was the end of the film. Yeah, like and that going was, off to battle. Yeah, that yeah. was going to be how it all ended. He'd be in his war paint. They'd be charging in mm. at the humans, and having that open the film, oh, it just completely threw me off balance. I didn't know what was coming That's from then on, um, which was a great sort of mindset to be in from the beginning. I really liked that. Uh, so what did you think of the story in terms of your expectations based on what we saw on the trailer? Um, I, I, I liked it overall. Yep. Um, I think, you know, we were talking about in the trailer um, that it potentially kind of gave away a bit too much and you could mm-hmm. see the arc of the film. Yeah. And that's probably true. But on the uh, other hand, um, the story is kind of simple, you know, in yeah. many ways, yeah. um, in terms of what happens, you know, in this time span that we're looking at. Um, so there were nice surprises, like um, Caesar's like family dynamic and stuff. Yeah. I just kind of didn't wasn't really thinking that that would be something. Yeah, that's true. I, I really that's enjoyed all that. Um, the interactions with the humans were I really enjoyed. I actually could have done with a, even a bit more of that. Before. You mean in terms of the interactions with the three leads, uh, or with yeah, three, the whole yeah, that's sort okay. of bonding and yep. um, just seeing these two cultures interact was mm-hmm. was really interesting and and that goes to I, I think in general I like the first half of the film better than the second half, right? But um, and you know then there is the war, but uh, I guess a refreshing thing about it was um, that the war wasn't just humans versus apes. Yeah, and it yep. wasn't Caesar leading the army and leading the uprise. It was like a, a bit of um, you know sabotage from within on uh, kind yeah. of on both yeah. sides, and there were parallels in both societies, even characters that were quite similar. And uh, I really liked that, and I think they needed something like that. Otherwise, it w- could have potentially been uh, less interesting. You know, just a war film. Uh, yeah, how did you feel? About yeah, that? I I agree. I think that's totally true um i have kind of conflicting feelings about the story to an extent because on a lot of levels it did surprise me which i loved um i did 100 percent think i knew exactly how this story was going to play out and even though i thought it was going to be great and you know thematically powerful and interesting i thought i knew the big beats that it was going to hit and i it hit some of them but it kind of wasn't exactly how I thought it was going to be. Mm. Like, I thought Gary Oldman was going to be the big human villain that yeah. would sort of be forcing this attack on the apes, which kind of didn't happen. I mean, it did to an extent, but mm. he was only in it for, what, 10 minutes of screen time, yeah, really? Yeah, he wasn't in it much at all, was Yeah, he? and like you said, it was 
much more focused on the apes and mm. the infighting within the ape community, which mm. I loved. I thought that yeah. was so much more interesting than yeah. just watching humans and apes yeah. get angry at one another than go to war. Yeah, exactly. Um, but sort of having said that, there was also some stuff that was a little bit too conventional for my taste as well. Um, for example, the guy, I can't think of his name, the, the, the evil guy that was in the little main group of heroes, the one that just hated the apes oh, for yeah. absolutely no reason. There was yeah. no backstory given to him whatsoever, and it was just one of those like yeah. blind hatred. He was there to be the catalyst for you know bad stuff to happen and their plans to all fall apart. And it just, yeah. He felt like underdeveloped and cliched and... He's not a three-dimensional character at all. I think the the perfect counterpoint to that is old mate that I can't think of his name. <laughs> the uh the guy that sort of leads the uprising within the apes. What's the the bad ape? Oh, uh, Cobra. Cobra, yeah. Cobra yeah. is the perfect flip side to that. Who uh, is so yeah. well developed? Yeah, I was gonna say they um, are. The, they're the same guy on yes, both sides, but, but one the ape well, is so much done, more yeah. developed. Yeah. Yes, and there's that great scene where um he's sort of arguing with Caesar about whether they should trust them or not, and um. What does he say? He keeps repeating the three uh, words. Human like, work. Hu- human work. And he's yeah. pointing to the scars. And, yeah, and he gets more scene. and more aggressive, like yeah. pointing to all the different scars because he was this sort of lab rat, this yeah. animal that they did tests on for his entire life, which makes sense. You totally sympathize with him and understand 100% why he would hate the humans yeah. and not trust any of them. Why he's so quick to anger yep. and, and everything. I think um, some of that potentially gets slightly undone towards the end of the film where he becomes sort of just a villain ape. Yeah, I agree but, with that. But uh, I suppose they needed they needed that. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point, you know, and the equivalent scene is with the human is around the campfire. I, I guess this is a good time to talk about uh, that, that sort of Planet of the Apes, the history of um, them having, you know, being on the nose metaphors for mm. the stuff that's happening in society. And that campfire scene, I... You know, it reminded me a lot of uh, like political stuff that's going on in Australia at the moment with, uh, I don't know, like asylum seekers or something. And people yeah, right. are like, oh, they're coming and they're taking our money and they're taking our jobs. And <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't, that's not true. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. I, I would have liked to have seen a bit more of that uh, from the human side. Yeah, that's, that's very true because there is that whole point of making like gross generalizations about a, a culture or, yeah. a, you know, a people in general. Which yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely glad it has that sort of stuff in it. That's what makes it interesting to watch. But yeah, I just yeah. wish that was handled a little bit better with that character. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I still hated him, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a prick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking when watching it how great um, of a visual storyteller Matt Reeves is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like Because you, you've got not a lot of dialogue between the apes, uh, no, there's a bit more as it goes on, but basically none. A few grunts, grunts and growls. Yeah, sign yeah. language. I loved uh, all those scenes where it was just the apes communicating I mean, you know, I in their culture and stuff. That's also a testament to like Andy Serkis and the, oh, and the actors yeah. and the animators. Like It's an incredible job that yeah. they managed to pull that off. Yeah. And the other thing, like speaking to that, is when it started and the first 20 minutes that you 
basically you're just with the apes. There's not mm. much human stuff at all at that point. And it's it's like all subtitles. It's like watching a foreign film. Yeah. Like how amazingly refreshing is that to have a huge Hollywood blockbuster that's, you know, 50% subtitled? Yeah. So it's awesome. great. Yeah. Yeah. The, the opening was amazing. And uh, yeah, speaking of that too, it was interesting um, uh, for those who have seen the Godzilla trailer and the Godzilla film that they're... I don't, it wasn't the same piece of music, but it was very heavily inspired. Actually, I thought the same thing, yeah. You know, that, I've forgotten um, about that. I'm forgetting what the, the actual piece is called, but that um, choral, uh, you know, uh, eerie voice uh, piece from 2001 that's also in Godzilla. And, you know, we were not big fans of Godzilla, and it's used so much more effectively yeah, and in place here. Yep. You know, it's this, like... What I loved about that was... You know the apes, and throughout the whole movie, they they're so strong and and have a, a physical scary presence a lot of the time. Yeah. And this opening wasn't like, oh look look they're one with nature. Oh, isn't it <laughs> like pleasant? Tarzan, yeah. Yeah, you know it's this like weird kind of scary music, and like look at these intelligent things like coordinating yeah, this attack together. Exactly. And, um, so this like primal viciousness about them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. As yeah. well as the intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, Oh, such a great opening <laughs> sequence. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I'd forgotten about that, actually. But speaking of the music itself, that's mm. another thing I really loved. Um, later on in some of the action scenes, it almost felt like the score was, like, hearkening back to, like, mm. old-school, like, yeah. 60s, 70s sci-fi Absolutely. with the weird, like, yeah. like the piano notes and the weird, like, yeah. flutes or something. I yeah. couldn't quite put my finger on what it was, but there's, like, this undercurrent of, like, nostalgic... Yeah. old school sci-fi score to it which was awesome yeah I totally agree I, I have that in, uh, in my notes as well like that, um, Michael Giacchino did the score and he's awesome mm-hmm. um, and I think yeah there were like heavy nods to the original score from you know the original Planet of the Apes which yeah. has that sort of you know uh, you know, weird percussion and little tings and tangs <laughs> yeah. all over the place um, actually okay speaking of like uh, weird creepy vibes yeah um i thought one of my favorite little scenes was the one where cobra is sort of snu- sneaks into the the human base and uh yeah. <laughs> finds the the armory which he's there to sort of like prove to the other apes that the humans are bad and then he he does this sort of play acting to pretending like he's a dumb ape so that the humans won't shoot him and they'll let him go and then he comes back a few scenes later and and, and plays dumb again and manages to get up close with these two two soldiers that are there testing some machine guns, um, and it and it's an extended scene of him sort of joking around and wanting to some whiskey off them, and it's like perfectly played like a like a circus chimp or something, mm. and it's hilarious. Mm. Like and the did. music even at that point is like do 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 do, you know, totally yeah, it gets, putting you in this position where I'm gonna laugh and yeah. relax and. And, it, and he, I mean, it's not a film that has many laughs in it at all, and that's one no. of the few scenes that is pretty humorous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Out of nowhere, he just picks up one of the machine guns. And even then, he's twirling it around. That's funny. And the soldiers are kind of laughing. Yeah. And then he just shoots one of them with this, like... Point blank. Yeah, yeah. Splatters him everywhere. And then his demeanor just changes. And he holds up the gun and just points it at the other guy. And no, like, instantly changes from this dumb, clownish ape to this super intelligent, menacing creature that knows how to use a gun. And it was just this incredible, like, flipping a switch between 
funny comedic moment, rare funny comedic moment in the film to horrific violence and mm. a really sort of unsettling, disturbing end to the scene. I yeah. loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. That, that was one of the highlights. I mean, they're, they're like sprinkled throughout these great mm-hmm. moments and that was like, you could feel the, um, the like tension in the cinema yeah. just like yeah. go, all of a sudden it was yeah. it was amazing and it was darker and i mean you didn't you you the perspective was from behind the soldiers so you didn't see front on what was the gore or anything but you almost felt it you know yeah, it's it was, almost more powerful like that i think yeah it, the implied it was um violence and the implied gore yeah it implied that stuff and it got dark a lot darker than i was sort of expecting uh in general at, mm. at that point um you know, it happens so suddenly that, and, and it's quite uh, shocking mm. that you spend uh, most of the rest of the movie thinking anything could happen. You yeah, know, it puts you on and, edge for yeah, the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah anything's like, who, possible. Who could now. die here? You know, and then um, when Caesar gets shot not too yes. soon after, yep. uh, I would have believed, uh, I was ready to believe the that same. he was going to die. Yep. Uh, and this is where. The, uh, running this podcast is a problem sometimes because I there was a shot from the trailer. Really? Which the, I remember the, thinking like, uh, oh, that, that looks like it's going to be an emotional scene. And it was the shot where um, they're back at um, James Franco's house and he's looking at the footage on the See, I could remember camera. that shot, but I couldn't remember who was watching the footage. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 And so I was waiting for that and I was thinking, well, that's either deleted scene now or <laughs> he's not dead. Yeah, and so oh, I, I was disappointed that I knew because even when they first find him, you know, it's a bit of a he trick. But dead. he's yeah. just like staring up at the. Though, yeah, having said that, um, I was disappointed when he came back. <laughs> like I yeah, was, I was, was so slightly, impressed yeah. that that they would even consider doing that. Mm. And you know, I guess it was kind of dumb of me to think that they would when he's the main character of the film, and that was only what two thirds of the way through. Yeah, I guess that he gets shot. A- Andy Circus is so. Uh, pivotal to the role, it'd be like killing Brad Pitt in a movie or something. Yeah. You know, it's just not something that's done in, yeah. a, in a big budget film. Yeah, like which this. is a shame because it was kind of it did uh, sort of build up enough. Uh, I don't know suspense or tension that I thought something like that could happen mm. uh, leading up to that point. So it was a little bit disappointing that they didn't have the conviction to go through with it. But I think yeah. it it's worth it in the end. Like yeah, the I story so. is trying to tell needs him to survive. Yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, uh, you know he he get, he comes back to life and uh, well not back to life he doesn't die but whatever <laughs> he um he rises from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it, they take him. Uh, they're driving through uh, the city and um, you know you, you go back to James Franco's yeah. apartment and um, I I got really emotional uh, really? around that part of the film. Yeah. I, I, I've only seen the first film maybe two times, yeah, uh, I think I've only seen two it and once. a half ish, yeah. you know. Uh, but for so, it's something really connected with me there. And um, when he was looking at the footage and he was sort of, um, you know, looking at his old swing and the photos and stuff, like I almost teared up actually. Yeah, I right. got, uh, I felt really connected to the character. And that, again, after that, I was thinking like how amazing it is to have this reaction to a completely CG creation. Yeah, you know. Um, it's interesting you should say that because that was, I mean, before I was talking about how there's not many funny moments in the film, it's mm. not a light film, but no. it's not this big doom and gloom dark film either. I think it's full of these beautiful little moments of mm. joy and hope, I guess. Yeah. Like there's, 
the scene with the little the baby monkey that's kind of climbing all over them and i mean it's yeah. not funny but it's such a beautiful scene yeah. yeah and there's there's so many moments of tenderness particularly in the the ape or chimpanzee i guess technically they are <laughs> in their community um with the caesar's wife i yeah. guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels weird I didn't see a ring that. on her finger <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> um but yeah it was there were so many like touching moments that I didn't sort of expect. And it's, I think is kind of rare for a big blockbuster like this. Mm, yeah. And yeah. Even though I kind of do harp on about how f- films can be too dark and serious, I don't think this suffered from that. Yeah. Well, that this, this walked that line perfectly, mm. I think. And I guess we, we've, we've talked through semi uh, chronologically here. Yep. Uh, Caesar gets shot, um, goes off to heal. Um, Cobra leads the, the sort of rebellion or the the apes um, actually the, into the city. That's the other thing that I really liked. Like that that big battle, I presumed was the finale of the film, and it's not. Mm, it's yes. probably like the the end of the second act. Yeah, um, which was a nice surprise. Yeah, absolutely, and it was uh, staged really well. It wasn't. Um, I think I said in the trailer um, analysis, like I don't want two armies running at each other. And there was... That didn't really happen. It doesn't really happen. I mean, you have one running towards the <laughs> you know. Yeah, running at a building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it it wasn't uh, staged in that typical battle sort of way, I think. Like, um, I really enjoyed the way that it was framed and that it took its time, too, with the humans kind of setting yeah. up and yep. hearing everything coming. And um, in general, that's another thing I love about the movies, that it took it t- it's took its time with things. Yeah, I think that really pays off in that battle scene because I remember thinking when I was watching it that um, it's a rare example of me actually caring about everyone that I see on screen getting shot. Mm. And I, maybe that's a bit of a, you know, the, the symptom of humans An not animal. liking to watch animals be injured. Maybe yeah. that has something to do with it, but I think it also has to do with the fact that we've spent so long with that ape society and yeah. we've got to know all those characters so well. And even the little peripheral characters, mm. you're still sort of, you've seen so much of them that when you see them charging into battle and potentially getting shot, and a lot of them do get shot and blown yeah. up, yeah. Like it's it's not easy to watch. No, it's not. And it's, uh, I guess, because they are uh, animals, you, you know, uh, in terms of um, getting a PG or M rating, they can mm. push it a bit further because they're not human. And so, you know, it doesn't matter as much. That happens a lot with creatures and mm in these sorts of movies. Or robots. Or robots, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, it was... It didn't go for too long. It was the perfect amount of time. The The action that took place in it was incredibly well done. Mm. The, you know, there's one shot where um, uh, Koba, you know, there's a tank coming down and yep. the, the camera's sort of mounted on the back of the tank and he, uh, Koba, like, gets in there and pulls the humans out and then sort of stays in it and is, is shooting. And it's just one take, you know, and it goes for, I don't know, 20 seconds or I think something. The, and the, the tank's, the, the top of the tank, the turret of the tank is rotating it's ter- the whole time. It's turning the so whole spinning time, 360 yeah. as the tank drives forward, yeah. as the action is happening on the tank and around the tank. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty incredible. It's just the feat of filmmaking. Yeah. So they, they do that and then um, they sort of win against the humans. Uh, and then Cobra uh, sort of turns from just wanting to get revenge to like I'm a bad ape now and um, <laughs> yeah kills yeah. Caesar's son's friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't remember his name um, is yeah, that I a Janet I don't know 
I thought it started with A. Oh, maybe it could be with wrong. A. <laughs> yeah, a- I don't AJ. know. <laughs> it's um, a great podcast. Yeah. Matt and John guess the names of A's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So what what did you think once? That because that, that's a turning point, sort of in the story. Then I, uh, for me, yeah. that was where I still really enjoyed the rest of the film, but it's, it did go down a couple of notches. Um, I think, yeah, so. I, I agree. Um, I think, I guess at that point, you're right, Cobert stops being this kind of like sympathetic, interesting anti-hero or, you know, villain, I mm, guess, mm. Um, and turns into like a cartoony. He just, just wants the power then. Just super villain. Mm. Um, but I think that sort of also happens on... The every aspect of the story at that stage as well. Like, mm. you got Gary Oldman's character. He sort of doesn't even... He doesn't seem to earn that arc that he goes through and then all of a sudden he's just willing to f- fucking blow himself up mm. to kill everyone and all the apes to apparently yeah. save humanity. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the moment, uh, the brief moment we had with him when he got power back and he was looking through his iPad or something. Yeah, and he broke it. Yeah, and that's actually down. that's true. I did like that. It, as it's well. little scenes like that 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 really separate this from the standard Hollywood. Film, yeah, I definitely. Think. And that's the, again, that's what I was impressed about because I thought he was going to be the villain. That's another good example of you never feel like Gary Oldman's a villain. Not at, at all. all. No. He, you always understand his motivations. I mean, I think it's a little bit over the top at the end with mm. his C four. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. When when um, they come up through the sewer and he's like. I've planted C4 everywhere. I was like, oh, don't, please. I don't want, yeah. you know, to turn into this sort of thing. But even then, and even then, like, fucking, what, seven things of C4 get blown up mm. right in front of Malcolm or whatever his name is, and he, just because yeah. he happens to duck out of the way, yeah. he magically survives, which is a yeah. little bit, you know. Yeah, there's a bit of a stretch, but, the, you know, the film had been so good up to then that I was willing to go with it. Yeah. And, like, the explosion wasn't uh, the be-all and end-all of the of the finale either. You know, it... it affected things but yeah it also wasn't like count down to the explosion and no, that's, that's the end true. of the film you know what did you how did you feel about the final showdown between cobra and caesar and the the old girder fight up in the top yeah of the... Th- this was the biggest problem i had with the film uh it doesn't ruin it by any means but i was uh not as interested at that point because it yep. felt like a movie finale it yep. didn't feel like that would happen in this world uh, the world of the film, sorry. Um, I think mm. it felt it turned it, it turned into like the script wants them to have a fight now, or the producers want them to have a fight yeah. because I know they had to have a standoff and yeah, they had to have a fight and prove who's the dominant ape and everything. But the fact that they were like so far up, you know, and they could <laughs> yeah. easily fall. Um, yeah. And I and it, and at that point, actually, it looked did look a bit CG ish. Yeah, I think because at that point, I think every single thing in shot was CG. Yeah, at yeah, that point, it, exactly. Like the sunrise, the giant building, yeah, half constructed building, yeah, the apes, everything. Yeah, um, and I and you never want to uh, get this comparison, but I I was reminded of episode three Jesus at one point. Christ. Uh, oh, Caesar and Cobra are swinging and they're like punching as as each <laughs> swing goes by and you know it reminded me of that stupid lightsaber fight in episode 3 with Anakin and having said Obi- that and this is going to make me sound really wanky and overthinking the scene but I really did like um, the way that they sort of maintain character throughout that whole fight and that I remember thinking that I liked like Cobra's viciousness and he was always the one attacking whereas uh, Caesar was always like defending himself mm. and he had the shield mm. up and it was kind of like you know representative of their roles with him I think you're right like yeah. he was always the defender of the and Cobra was the, always the aggressive violent yeah. one and, and Caesar uh, 
you see him thinking and noticing weaknesses yeah. in in Cobra and striking at the right moment. Yeah, I, I agree with all that, and I think at that point it was still okay, but it was after that where they when were they swinging. Started swinging. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they tumbled a bit too much and things were exploding. Yeah, that um, just a little. If they just pulled that back just a tiny bit, I would have been uh, a little more satisfied. Um, yeah. What did you think of the the cliffhanger? Did that bother you at all, or you know, the letting Cobra go, yeah. where he's like, "Apes do not kill apes." Yeah, I um, I thought it was an okay moment. And um, it was a fitting end for that. Yeah, that I guy. guess so. I like that it tied back to that law that we kind of saw, you know, plastered up around their community, and yeah. that sort of Caesar held as the the big one big truth. And I do yeah. really like that. Um, his character was pushed to the point where he where he had to break that one rule that he would never kill another ape. Yeah. I think it could have perhaps been played a little bit better. Like, I didn't feel the, the how weighty that decision was because mm. Cobra, I think, at that point was Deserved such it. a villain. Yeah, exactly. And you just had to kill him. Yeah. If he was a more sympathetic character and it was a little yeah. bit more even-sided at that moment and he mm. chose to do that, mm. I think that would have been a more powerful moment. But it, it had the makings of it there. I think it was okay. Yeah. And I, like, there was things like that that I really didn't enjoy i liked that it was kind of about this inevitability of violence like no matter mm. what both sides tried to do to stop it like mm. it was it was always going to happen within actually one thing we haven't talked about is uh blue eyes over the the sun oh, yeah um what did you think of his arc in the story uh i think i actually really liked it yeah I think, me um, too it, it was a really nice way of showing that the, he was viewing both sides of how the apes were sort of thinking. Yep. And um, it, it was just interesting to see him learning these things and, and that he will be the next generation and, mm. and bring the ape culture up even more. And, um, you know, it was a great acting from yeah. whoever played him as well, you know. Yeah, I think that was the strongest part of the third act, I think, because that's when it really became about him and yeah. his internal struggle. And there's that scene where he's... Uh, brought back to his father and Caesar's oh, like there yeah. on the couch recovering from his bullet wound mm. and um, just the, the shame on mm. Blue Eyes' face when mm. he has to sort of admit that he's been following I'm Cobra yeah. and like he'd only done it out of fear and yeah, I don't, it was just that, an amazing, that was amazing a scene. a really powerful scene yeah. and again I got a bit uh, misty Yeah, I, I did then as well. This film could have been such a colossal fuck up oh, like you know yeah. it, you've basically got two hours of monkeys crying and riding on horses like yeah this could have been a laughing it stock. could have been it's, absolutely ridiculous yeah, um, yeah it's kind of amazing that it works so well yeah yeah i think that's part of why i love it so much is because it does work so well you know yeah. they didn't screw it up and i'm just so happy that they didn't screw it up and yeah. not only did they not screw it up they gave us a really good film yeah, it's stuff like this that gives me a little bit more hope of in the big budget sort of system. Yeah, that same. something like this gets through and is being successful and getting yeah. a lot of critical acclaim. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, the the light is still shining. Thanks for listening to the pre-post film review. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys thought about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We would. So please email us with your thoughts at uh, prepostfilmreview at gmail uh, you can also join in the conversation uh, on Facebook. Um, so uh, head to prepostfilmreview.com, which will take you to Facebook. Um, and please give us a like there or search us or however you want to get to Facebook. It's fine. Um, 
Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes if that's how you uh, get yeah, your podcasts. Mm, that would be great. Uh, or whatever podcasting you go through, we are, um, we would love some subscriptions through there. Um, we're also on Letterboxd, aren't we, Matt? We certainly are. Uh, so you can just search our names there, which you'll find us handily saying at the start of the episode. Uh, so thanks very much for listening. Um, yeah, and join us next episode. We're going to be chatting about uh, the new film Snowpiercer, which is uh, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. It was interesting um, that they didn't have any like genitalia. <laughs> I did, and this is a legitimate thing. Like, <laughs> you just standing there going, "Give me more monkey penis, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt Reeves." Just a little bit. It didn't bother me, but the you know a couple of scenes where Caesar would like stand up and he's middle of frame, and it's like, "Where's his junk?" 